Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of the Let's Sip Together podcast. I am so excited tonight. I am enjoying a glass of sparkling rosé from Stuyvesant Champagne, which is a Brooklyn-based wine label that is absolutely phenomenal. Um, They opened their doors, I believe, in February of 2020, just before COVID started, and I became a very, very strong fan, (laughs) very enthusiastic fan um, of their wine. Their owner is Marvina Robinson. She is incredible. Her story is remarkable. Um, They just opened their tasting room in Brooklyn, and I cannot wait to get down there and visit. Um, Again, it's Stuyvesant Champagne, um, named after the neighborhood um, Bedford-Stuyvesant, Bed-Stuy, which is also where I taught in Brooklyn. Um, Lots of connections um, to that area in Brooklyn. So again, really, really excited to be drinking this glass of wine tonight. It's a special treat. Enjoying them with my Trader Joe's feta and onion bites. It's a phenomenal pairing. If you are listening and enjoy wine pairing, um, I will link both in the show notes of this episode. But I wanted to jump in and talk about the top 10 things to not say to someone who is telling you or has told you they are going through a divorce. All of these things are things that were said to me by at least one person. Um, I will say the caveat is that I know that everyone has the best intentions when they are um, saying these things or giving advice. So I do know that this is not meant to shame anyone or anything like that, but maybe it will be helpful if you're listening and you have a friend in the future that comes to you to tell you that they are going through a divorce. Maybe this will make you kind of avoid (laughs) saying these things that at least for me, were not the easiest things to hear. So number 10, I'm sure they'll get back together. This is just a phase. Um, again, I know that the that the feeling behind this, the intent is a good one. It's meant to be encouraging. But when I was telling this person that I was getting a divorce, I did not want to hear that I'm sure we'll get back together because at that moment in time, I knew, in fact, we were not ever going to get back together. <laughs> so it was just not the most supportive thing to hear. So even if you're thinking, I'm sure they'll get back together or you hope they get back together, maybe just keep that to yourself. Um, number nine, um, this did happen. It was the first thing someone responded back to me when I said I was getting a divorce. Was there someone else? Um, this will tie into another one of the top 10 things not to say, but don't ask for details. Um, if people want to share the details of their divorce with you, they will. Um, I think for a lot of people, myself included, to explain why they're getting a divorce is a lot more complicated than just a one sentence response. So don't ask if there was someone else. If there was or there wasn't, might not be any of your business. Um, And if they want to tell you, they will. Um, Number eight, maybe marriage counseling could help. That is true. Marriage counseling does help. Um, I went through marriage counseling. But again, this is something that I would be more, I, I would be fairly certain that if someone is coming to you to tell you that they're getting divorced, 
they either thought of marriage counseling or they've already gone to marriage counseling. A lot of time counseling is something that people do in private. They're not talking about it. So again, keep those suggestions to yourself. Um, number seven was a really hard one to hear. And now that I'm looking at it, I probably should have put it a little higher on the list. Um, I would never get a divorce. I just don't believe in it. This was something really hard to hear. And this was from a friend of mine. And again, I don't think the intent was to hurt or to cause any sort of bad feelings, but it really did um, sort of spark feelings of shame that I know I felt already without being told this comment. I think a lot of people going through divorce do feel shame. They feel like a failure. Um, you know, there's a lot of negative connotations that go along with divorce. So having someone tell me I would never divorce, I don't believe in it, I felt very judged. And that was sort of a fear that I had in telling people. And so it was really, really hard when that fear was validated. Um, and I was reminded that there are people that are going to judge me for getting a divorce and choosing this. Um, so again, even if you feel that way, I will tell you that you don't always know um, what you will do when you are walking in someone else's shoes or when that situation happens to you. It's really, really easy to say you would never do something. Um, but again, you just never know um, until maybe you're in a different kind of situation. So again, keep those judgments to yourself. It's not very nice. Um, <laughs> number six. So have you started dating yet? Um, you know, my ex-husband moved out almost two years ago. So yes, there has been dating. But when I was telling someone that I was getting divorced, the thought of dating was quite frankly, the last thing on my mind. Um, so no, I have not started dating when I told someone, you know, my ex-husband had moved out like a week before. <laughs> So again, maybe save the dating conversations for a follow-up time when you guys are talking a few weeks or a few months down the road. Um, that one just kind of made me laugh. Uh, number five was also a really hard one. Um, are you sure? And are you sure you can do all of this on your own? Um, that was a really, really hard one. Again, I, I think for myself and for many of the people that I know who have gone through divorce, they're sure. Um, choosing to get a divorce is not something that I think most people um, kind of decide on a whim. It's not a decision that people make light, lightly. It's something that people have thought about for a very long time. Again, I'm not saying everyone. I don't like to use broad, you know, broad strokes, but for the women that I know and the friends that I know that have navigated through divorce, it was something that was contemplated for quite some time. And so, yes, they're sure, but also someone asking me, you know, are you sure you can do this on your own? Again, when you're going through divorce, you have all these fears around judgment, but you also have fears of, can I do this on my own financially? Can I do this on my own? Can I maintain my house on my own? Can I do all of these things by myself? People have those doubts. And so again, when someone actually asked me that question, it sort of 
re-triggered doubts that I already had in my mind. Thankfully, you know, now that I'm two years in, I know, yes, I can do this on my own. And also I'm not actually doing it on my own. I have an amazing support system of friends and family around me that, that really do get me through this. But again, if your friend or your family member is coming to you to tell you they're getting divorced, know that they're feeling scared, they're feeling fear, they're feeling an entire range of emotions. And so reinforcing those fears is not going to be helpful. Uh, number four, what happened? Tell me everything. This sort of goes back to that whole, was there someone else question. If people want to give you the details and tell you about what happened with the breakdown of their relationship, they will, but they don't need you to be asking for the details. Likely they have already had to kind of give the details to a few people and it's exhausting <laughs> to rehash things over and over and over again. So don't ask for the details. Number three, I knew it would never work or so-and-so was right. They said it would never work. Um, that really just, um, someone close to us actually said that. And that was very hard to hear because, I mean, yes, it didn't work how we sort of envisioned it, but without this marriage and without this relationship, I wouldn't have my two daughters. And so there's no regrets. And I'm glad that it worked at least for the 10, 11 years that it did. But having someone say that is just, in my opinion, it's just kind of mean <laughs> and doesn't need to be said. Um, and again, it just sort of cut kind of deep for me um, hearing that someone said like, oh, I knew it would never work. And it just, I don't know, it just kind of, it hurts your feelings a little bit to have someone say that um, and to make you feel like that they were never really supportive to begin with. So that was really hard. Um, number two, this one is incredibly painful to have someone say. And again, I know that it's coming from a good place, but I'm so jealous of your time without the kids. Um, this is something that has actually been said to me quite a few times. And again, I know the context is people are jealous of, you know, that break. Um, you know, for example, today, that I'm, the day that I'm recording right now is a Monday. My girls went over to their dad's house yesterday and they'll be home tomorrow. So there's two nights that I'm home alone with my dog without my kids. And I understand that the context of this is probably someone again, just saying, oh, I'm so jealous that you have that break because how many of us are moms that don't have a break um, or parents, um, if you're single parents, married parents, whatever it is, whoever that kind of default parent is, you don't really get a break. And I never got a break and I never asked for a break. And that's a whole nother podcast episode <laughs> about boundaries and asking for help and asking for a break. Um, and, you know, it's, it's really, really hard and not having my kids at home every night is the hardest part of divorce. I am a very hands-on parent um, prior to divorce. My ex-husband traveled a lot and I was the constant at home. 
Um, he would be gone, you know, three, four, sometimes five days a week um, traveling for work. And I had my girls every day. And it was really, it still is actually an adjustment when they're not home with me. Um, I have really had to try and force myself to find things to do during that time when they're not home that are not just the the things you do around your house, the laundry and the cleaning and all of that stuff, because I wasn't actually giving myself a break and I wasn't actually giving myself the space to find out who I am outside of being a mom and no longer being a wife and finding out who I am as a person. And that's something I'm still working on, but having someone say that they're jealous of my time without my kids, it's just not the right thing to say. (laughs) So don't say it. Um, And the number one, again, it's going to go along with the kids. The number one thing, and I, I referenced this, I think in an earlier podcast episode is when someone comes to you and says, you know, I want to tell you I'm getting a divorce and your response is, but what about the kids? Again, this was told to me by more than one person. Um, it's really, really hard for people to hear because, again, not to paint broad strokes, but for myself and for people that I know that are, have navigated divorce or are navigating it, their kids, if they have them, are at the center of every decision. Um, my kids were the reason why I stayed in this marriage for longer than I should have. And my kids are ultimately the reason why I left because I finally was able to see clearly that they deserve to have the best mom and the best dad that they can have. And we were not our best when we were together. Um, And I also want my daughters to see you know, an example in me of what a healthy relationship looks like, what a, you know, kind of role modeling for them, like what, what does being a mom look like? What does working look like? What do all these things look like? And it did not look like how I was prior to two years ago. Um, That's not the example that I wanted to be for my kids. And so again, if people are coming to you to say they're getting a divorce and they have kids, trust that they have considered their kids probably more than they've considered themselves. And if they've come to this decision, um, you know, their kids are at the forefront. So don't ask about the kids. So that's my top 10, but here's the other important piece is what can you do? And again, I know when I had friends going through divorce, I probably said one, two, three, a few of these different things. And it wasn't until I myself found myself going through divorce that I kind of realized how those things can sort of hurt. So what can you do? Just listen Um, your friend or your family member that's coming to share with you something that's very hard and very private and very personal and very emotional and heavy, if they're sharing with you that they're getting a divorce, just listen to what they want to say. Understand that it is an ongoing process. 
Um, there are a lot of emotions attached to divorce. There is sadness, there's grief, there's fear, there's worry, there's anxiety. Um, and then there's also, you know, some positivity and some joy and some new things and some fun. So check in with your friends that are navigating divorce um, and just see how they're doing. Again, it's a long road. Um, and it's so comforting to know that people are thinking of you and checking in on you, especially if you're someone like me and probably like a lot of folks, you keep a lot of things in and keep a lot of things quiet. And so sometimes having someone check in and ask how you're doing sort of give, at least it would give me permission to share and kind of get something off of my chest that maybe was weighing really heavily on me. And so just check in and offer support. Um, and the last thing would be ask how you can help their family. Um, some of the most supportive people um, were the people that would check in on me and check in on my girls to see how they're doing. And we're so lucky to have an amazing family and I have the best friends and the girls have wonderful friends and their friends' parents and their teachers and our school nurse and all of these people would ask how they could help um, or what can we do or anything like that. And, and to be honest, more often than not, my answer is nothing, we're good. Um, but just knowing that there were people that cared about me and the girls and let us know that they were around to, you know, go to the beach or do a pickup for me from dance class or whatever it was really just meant everything. Um, I guess the underlying message here is just listen and don't ask a lot of probing questions or give your judgments or your opinions when someone is coming to you to confide about, you know, what's happening with their marriage. Just listen and check in and offer support and just be there for them. Um, I know for me, again, I've said it a million times before, but I have the best village around me and my girls and knowing that people were there just to listen and not give their advice and not pass judgment, but just listen truly, truly, truly meant the world. So I wanted to just pass along <laughs> those top 10 things. So hopefully you can avoid saying them one day. Um, thank you again for listening to the Let's Sip Together podcast. I would be beyond grateful if you would follow us and leave a review wherever you're listening from, whether it's Apple or Spotify, please feel free to um, continue the conversation on our Instagram page at let's sip together underscore the podcast. Or you can visit our uh, website that's still in the process of being built, letssiptogether.com, and you can sign up to get our newsletter. That is all for now. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.